0: We weird,
1: weird, no matter what Got money on my mind I can never get enough And every time I step up in the field Everybody's hands go up And they say they're out And they say yeah And they say yeah Up, down, Cause all I do is Hey, hey, hey Alright, 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 alright Yo, 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 yo! it's the Great Debate Show. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. You know who wins no matter what? Brock motherfucking Purdy. I got some things to say about my quarterback in this show. You will probably be surprised if you've been listening. Um, Got so much to talk about. Man, man, man. Week four in the NFL. It was was one hell of a Sunday once again, uh, to say the least. So many things happened. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know I had so much going on. We had a fight on Saturday night. Charlo looked terrible uh, against uh, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, that was a waste of ninety bucks or eighty-five bucks <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Screen that shit like the rest of us, man. It, man, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you already know how I get down. But anyway, that was, ter- that, was, <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, man, that was terrible. I don't want to hear anything about Charlo and Charlo talking about Terrence Crawford. I still want you. How? What? What? Where? What do you think you? Whatever. Anyway, it was a fight on Saturday night, if that's what you want to call it. And uh, Canelo pretty much dominated uh, Charlo. He just won't let his hands go. He had a nice combination, but damn. Damn. You have to put it all together in order to make it a combination. Uh, but anyway, he was afraid. He was afraid um, of uh, Canelo being the pit bull that he normally is in that ring. But anyway, uh, some more fights that was even better than Miami Dolphins. Boy, did you see what happened after putting up 70 points? Uh, the Buffalo almost put 70 up on them. when well, they put a 50-piece on their head. We got to talk about that. The Dallas Cowboys, we were all wrong. We just got a little bit high off the, off the supply. And, man, they let the Patriots know real quick. Uh, And handed Belichick his worst loss ever. Ever. That's saying something. Um, So much more to talk about on the Great Debate Show. It's week four. Again, we're recapping. Monday Night Football, Seahawks, Giants. That wasn't much of a game. It wasn't a game at all. The New York Giants really, really, really look horrible. I mean, that was... A hell of an eyesore. I mean, my eyes were bleeding for a while watching them. Seattle 24-3 with a thump all over the Giants at MetLife Stadium. That's back-to-back uh, losses for the New York teams in MetLife Stadium. Jets lost on Sunday night. We got to talk about Zach Wilson. What's going on? We got to talk about it. Terrence Smith. Nick Ealy. Of course, I'm Jarvis Jeffries, man. How are y'all guys doing today?
2: As one
1: of two co-hosts on this show with an
2: undefeated team still. I'm
1: doing pretty
0: well. Oh, Lord. And uh, if that team is the only team in the AFC North to get a win this weekend. So, I'm cool. <laughs> there you
1: go. All right. Way to bounce back. Way to, way to bounce back, T. That's right. I want to quickly just break down a few things that we probably won't waste a lot of time on. If anybody cares in the NBA world, LeBron says that he or his son, Bronny, plans to play. Bronny James intends to play for USC this season after suffering a cardiac arrest during a team workout in July. I don't know. Uh, we, we'll see. He's gonna let him do it. We know the plan is for LeBron to play with his son. Uh, I just hope they're, you know, making the right decisions and they got all of the uh, information that they possibly could from the, uh, you know, from the from the doctors and everything. John Moran is allowed to travel and practice with the Grizzlies while serving his 25-game suspension, if that matters to anybody. I just want to briefly say that the Chargers won again. That's too straight for them. I'm not surprised at all that they went 2-2 two and two and beat the Raiders. But what I am surprised at is how head coach Staley. Um, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Can't even think of his first name. Brandon Staley. My apologies, Mr. Staley. I can't believe that you actually went for another fourth down or fourth and one sneak on your own 34. And you didn't make it. They failed. That's neither here nor there, though, because they got the win. It's just a matter of time, though, when it goes the other way on the win-loss column and Brandon Staley is barbecue chicken. He will be out of there soon. I mean, he just repeatedly hasn't learned his lesson. Like, he's straight up maddening every Sunday. That's straight up, that's straight maddening. I'm at the 34? Oh, what the hell? We're going for it. We're going to get it. <laughs> and then you don't get it. Uh, but the defense actually showed up. Khalil Mack, six sacks. Just wanted to just p- put that out there. Seven sacks is the record. Man, if he could have gotten two more, he would have hit it. But six sacks, for somebody that I have been calling out, I've been calling out that entire defense, from Bosa to Mac to Derwin James, who's been getting hurt a little bit too much for my liking, JC Jackson, and all of those guys. They stepped up, and they got another win, and uh, they pretty much saved Brandon Staley once again. Uh, So yeah, guys, now we can get into the games, week four. Uh, Let's start with the big one that we started with when we did our predictions, guys. We'll start with Terrence so he can tell us what the hell happened. We'll get into his Ravens shortly here. Also, Deshaun Watson was a no-go. But, uh, guys, and Terrence first. The Bills defeated the Dolphins 48-20. Damn. Two attack of a was 25 of 35. He had 282 yards and a touchdown, and he also had an interception. But Josh Allen was 21 of 25, had 320 yards, four touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Um, guys, whew. your thoughts on Buffalo and that win, and what does it say now for the AFC East? Are we speaking too soon on Miami, or is this just one game, and Buffalo's on the road right now? What's your thoughts, T? Yeah,
0: I mean, what I do think is that, um, that AFC East over there is going to be a knockdown drag I'm fighting at the end between Buffalo and, uh, in Miami, and, 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 you know, beginning of the season, we thought it would be Buffalo, Miami, and New York maybe coming in there to kind of sneak in, to sneak in and get some, get some punches in, but right now they're just getting punched. Uh, listen, I want, I wouldn't be surprised if they, when they ran this back, uh, I don't know when they play again, but when they ran it the back, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami gave them the same treatment. On any given day, either one of these teams has the power to put up a whole bunch of points. And, and listen, let's be honest, um, in the right condition, and if Josh Allen is not out there trying to be Brett Favre, uh, Buffalo can very much be unstoppable. It's just, there's so much he can do on the football field. Uh, Stephon Diggs never gets the credit he deserves. We, you know, most of us, now I'm not much us in general, us specifically, but just you know, football talking heads in general typically don't talk about him unless um, he's having a, 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 a sideline fit or, or or you know we think there's some. With volatile actions going on between him and his quarterback, or him and his coach, or you know when he's on the sideline looking at the at, at the uh, other teams celebrate because he, he's competitive. You know those are the things you typically hear about with Stephon, but you don't hear about how good he is a whole lot. And uh, and that's a shame because that dude is that dude is he was probably the best player on the field someday As a matter of fact, It's just, you know just over right there. Uh, so I would be surprised if they run his back and Miami didn't do it to them, man. But any given day, these guys are capable. And nobody should be surprised that, that Buffalo, um, you know, kind of beat them down a little bit because it can happen. Both teams are just that explosive, that good, and whoever makes the most plays typically wins. Yeah, I
2: got I got to agree with your assessment on that with Terrence. I mean, it was one of those situations where um, it seemed like Buffalo was, was really tired of hearing the noise. You know, a lot of people were, um, obviously, including us, were kind of, you know, uh Ryan Howe, Miami and, and the things they had done and you know, the seventy points they put up last week and, and uh thought they could, you know, get on top of Buffalo here and, and maybe not necessarily do them, you know, to that extent, uh like what happened to the Patriots. But uh um, you know, thought they could they could suddenly come away with the win and uh that just ended up not being the case. Uh you know, Buffalo showed up ready to play. Um the Dolphins didn't. And, uh, and that's that's what you're left with, you know. Um, they, it, was, it kind of started out as the game we expected in the beginning, um, with both teams trading touchdowns on their first two drives, and after that, it was three straight uh, scores for Buffalo, uh, one more touchdown for, for Miami, and then another three straight scores for Buffalo to close it out. Um, and so they, you know, it was a, it was an overall dominant performance, I, I thought, from the Bills. And uh, one of the things that they can happen not only within a division game. In a division where you have two teams that are right at the top of the league, um, they don't meet again until week 18, the very last week of the game of the season. And it would not surprise me at all if that game is for the division.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I just want or, to say. Or not even just the division, it could potentially be for the number one seed in the AFC.
1: Right, right. Well, here's the difference between Buffalo now and Buffalo the first few weeks of the season, or at least week one and week two, I believe. Josh Allen. Uh, it's the turnovers. It's something we've always talked about. I gave him the smoke early on, a little bit late last season as well. Like, hey man, what's up? As good as you are, you really can do some idiotic things at times, and nobody's holding you accountable for it. Well, here's Mr. Josh Allen now, and here's his career win loss, his career um win loss totals here by the number of turnovers. Forty-six and twelve when there's one or no turnovers, one or less. Forty-six and twelve. All right, that's almost .800 winning percentage. And then there is nine and thirteen on the record when there's two plus turnovers or more. That is only .409. Only one turnover in the last three games. He had four turnovers in week one. That's the difference. Only one turnover in the last three games, and here they are. At 3-1, and one, and after beating the Dolphins, they are now number one in the AFC West, even though the Dolphins have the same record. So, yeah, that's a big, huge difference there, Buffalo. Again, I'm not surprised, and as Terrence was saying, hey, man, if Josh Allen can keep doing this, yeah, they, they, they're definitely a Super Bowl team. I have to say Leonard Floyd. I don't know if anybody's already said that on this show or not, but Leonard Floyd was a, a huge addition for the Buffalo Bills. The defense yeah, is something that I week. Okay. And you're right. The defense is something uh, that I always said was a little bit suspect. And uh it's not suspect at all this year. Uh I, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, this defense is a little overrated when I first saw them on Madden and played them a few times and played with them a few times, but no, they are. Looking like the best defense in the league, or at least top two, top three, overall. And uh, the bad part about it is for the rest of the league and the AFC is that Von Miller is still coming back. So, uh, just wanted to just, you know, note that I thought Sean McDermott has been pretty, pretty uh, mediocre since he's been there. Defense has never been in the top anything since he's been there. Well, now it actually looks like it is, and it's for real this time. So shout out to the Bills. I give them their credit. I still like Miami. It could just be just an AFC crush, but I like Miami still. That's one game. They got to go to South Beach also. We'll see how that one will go. Um but again, I want to talk about the Chargers though real quick. The Chargers, yeah, they got another win. They beat the Raiders without a Jimmy Garoppolo, 24-17. Uh the main topic so before top- you
2: get too far away from the Bills uh the defense will get tested going forward because Tredavious White did tears his Achilles on Sunday, so he's obviously
1: done for the season. Wow, I did not know that. I missed it. Yeah, that. yeah, he tore his Achilles. Okay, yeah, that definitely hurts. Uh, another corner out for the season. Wow, Cowboys and now Bills. We'll see how that goes. Keep those two teams in mind, Cowboys and Bills. We've been hearing them. Everybody's been predicting them in the Super Bowl for the past three years. But, hmm, funny how they lost two significant players out of the secondary. But, anyway, the Chargers defeated the Raiders 24-17. The Chargers win despite a (laughs) failed fourth-and-one sneak on their own 34-yard line late in the fourth quarter. Is anybody surprised that Brandon Staley decided to go forward again this week? And do you just say what the hell? They still got the dub. Let's start with Terrence, Mr. AFC. <laughs> hey, look!
0: At some point, uh, this has got to come at the bottom. because It just, uh, at some point has got you got to pay for your scenes at some point. And, and, and at some point, Mr. Spaler will have to answer for those. Actually, his team is so doggone talented that you know he can't fully mess it up. Uh, the team is going to win games because they are just so doggone good. I didn't know that Khalil Mack had like six, seven sacks yesterday. <laughs> like. What kind of great train was he? Uh, was he yesterday? Well, Sunday, but uh, but yeah, that team is just so good. Like the next game, they'll both both them get those stats. Um, they can't totally mess it up, but man, there was there was one heck of a car that he has no clue how to drive, and, and at some point, uh, he'll have to pull it over and they'll take him out of the car. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Watching Brandon Staley—that's kind of a pretty good analogy because
2: watching Brandon Staley coach the Chargers is kind of like watching a 16-year-old try to drive a Ferrari. It's, it's just the the components are all there. The car looks good, but the operation is is subpar. Um, you know, uh, I do want to give some credit to Justin Herbert. Uh, he definitely, you know, although he didn't have the greatest statistical game, uh, he made it. He made a very big throw when he counted down the stretch. Uh, to close that game out. Uh, of course, he also ran for two touchdowns, one right there on the goal line, and another he took for about uh, 10, 12 yards, I think it was. Um, but, yeah, the Chargers were able to get it done. The Raiders aren't very good, uh, especially not with a backup quarterback uh, playing on, on uh, Sunday. This past Sunday, uh, Josh Jacobs had a pretty decent game, both running and receiving the ball, but uh, it just wasn't enough with a backup quarterback to beat the Chargers. Uh, great game by Khalil Mack. And uh, I would expect to see more of that from him and from uh, from Joey Bosa going forward. Um, and uh, it just kind of depends on if Brandon Staley can keep him crashing the Ferrari. If the Chargers will remain uh, competitive <laughs> late in the season.
1: Okay. Yeah, the Chargers, man. They, I mean, look, the offense. We know they can they can get to it, man. Uh, they, they they're down a few men, but offense and defense, they're always down a few men. But they, it seems like they have the death too. Incredible death. And they just can keep it rolling offensively. But, man, Brandon Staley to be a defensive guy, I'm just not seeing it. All right, guys, so I want to quickly ask you about the Sunday night game. Patrick Mahomes' first career game ever with two interceptions and fewer than 250 passing yards. That's what happened on Sunday night football. But he still got the dub. No matter what, he still got the dub 23-20 as they beat the Jets. But the question I want to ask for you all is – and and look, I feel sorry for everybody that had the Chiefs covering the eight and a eight and a half spread, I believe that was, and Patrick Mahomes just slid right inside the five. We see this so much so often. But I just wonder why they didn't do that stuff back in the seventies and the eighties or even the nineties. Why? Why not? Hmm. Could it be that gambling wasn't a big thing or everybody wasn't gambling and couldn't gamble back then? Now that they can, now we're talking about, yeah, they just want to make sure the time runs out or we're going to put it on analytics and shit, right? Whatever. Man, if you gamble, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, that should tell you everything you need to know about these games. Seriously. I mean, like seriously, nobody can be that naive. Stop it. If you gamble, you should know this shit isn't real. But anyway, the Chiefs and Jets, the Chiefs did not cover because of Patrick Mahomes sliding, and they went by three. But the question I want to ask, let's start with Mr. AFC again, Terrence, and then Nick, you can come right behind him. Did we see something from Zach Wilson where we probably should just maybe relax a little bit and say, hey, they played some tough games. We knew the Jets' schedule was going to be tough early on. Even with Aaron Rodgers. We didn't expect it to be with Zach Wilson. If they can kind of weather the storm here. Did you see anything from Zach Wilson that makes you, you know, think that, hey, the Jets are not all the way out of this and Aaron Rodgers could possibly return? What say you, T? Um, I mean, I, I
0: think we also have to keep in mind that Zach Wilson was drafted, what, second overall? Yes. So, like there is some talent there. You have to have some talent to draft it that high. Uh, people get to the league and become buzzed. I don't th- I, I, I. don't always think it's because of uh, their talent level. I think a lot of times it's because of the coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying it because if Zach Wilson goes to an offense that's more flowing than the Chargers or uh, uh, if he's got uh, uh, Andy Reid as a coach and <laughs> the enemy of the coordinator who knows? Maybe his career is different. right? Where you get drafted matters. So I don't I don't, don't want to be surprised when a I don't want to sound surprised when a number two overall pick uh, he just plays like a number two overall pick sometimes. Right. Unfortunately, I just don't think that he'll be able to do that enough. He, he has never shown in his, in his, what, four or five years now in the league that he can do that consistently. Uh, and even if he does win, let's say he puts together four or five games and somehow Rogers can miraculously come back from a uh from a an acute there in historic time. Um uh, the problem is that you still got Buffalo, you still got Miami in your division, it won't matter. Rogers sit down until next year, dog. This this season is over. Um uh, Green Bay is about to get a pretty good dog on draft pick. It's okay. Down the next year. But no, Zach Wilson can play football, he's he just not great at it all the time. Sometimes he's good, and I think he probably saw a little bit of good on Sunday,
2: but he's just not going to be good enough to carry him through a whole season. Yeah, no, I, I didn't see anything that really changed my mind. I mean, you know, he had he had a good game, um, and as you said, somebody with with that kind of talent can occasionally have a good game. It wasn't even a great game; it was it was just it was a good game. Um, the funny thing about it is actually I I uh, ran across a very interesting stat. Zach Wilson is the only opposing quarterback to have more completions, more passing yards, more touchdown passes, and fewer interceptions than Patrick Mahomes. And a Mahomes start in in his college or pro career, which includes 127 starts, including the postseason. So it's a very strange designation for uh, for Zach Wilson of all people to have against you know what a lot of us are considering uh, the baby goat, you know, the guy essentially on the way to replacing Tom Brady as the best to ever do it, and uh, you know, good for him. I mean, that'll be something I guess he can, you know, tell his grandkids one day because I, I don't expect that that'll happen to Mahomes too many more times uh, in his career. But even with all that being said, still came away with a loss uh, for the Jets. Um, just couldn't make the plays when it counted. And uh, the other thing is, I, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in that Chiefs defense. So the idea that he did it to them doesn't really move the needle for me a whole lot. Um, meanwhile, the Jets defense obviously is very good. CJ Mosley's a monster. And uh, so they were able to hold the Chiefs in check to some, to some extent there. Um, also something I don't see being a regularity uh, in the Chiefs' season going forward.
1: Okay. All right. Good stuff, guys. Um, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, man. They, they find ways. They're going to do that. But the Jets have a great defense for them to, you know, hang in there and, you know, again, like I said about Patrick Mahomes, he's never had two picks and under 250 yards ever in his career in one game. The Jets done that. But, man, they just they just need a little bit more. And, of course, Zach Wilson did have the fumbles off the snap, and that pretty much cost him the game. Uh, they had a chance to take the lead there. I, I think he deserves a little bit more credit than what you guys are giving him for coming back against Kansas City. I think, like, down 23. And they, they tied it up and had a chance to take the lead, possibly win the game. Un- you know, unfortunate situation for them, but uh, Sauce Gardner had the flag. There was a play where, oh my God, there was holding for like, I don't know, six, seven seconds straight, where Mahomes is just standing in the pocket, looking and looking and looking and he completes like a 15, 20 yard play for a first down on third down, if I'm not mistaken, and there's no flag. This is the Kansas City Chiefs all the time. So when people hate on the Chiefs, This is the reason why I don't say anything and I act like I don't hear it because that's a terrible call. So if you're not going to call that, you probably shouldn't call Sauce Gardner's, um, you know, P.I. or H.O.L.D. toward the end. I mean, um, anyway, Jets lose and um, yeah, they probably should hang it up. But I I, I didn't know. I just wondered if you all thought it was something to look forward to, if it was a, a bright future in New York. They're one and three. Yeah, I mean, if they
0: were if they were in the uh, NFC South or the, you know, even the AFC East or you know, they are AFC East. I mean, I mean NFC. I'm sorry. Thank uh, <laughs> um, you. Know, some of these divisions that could still possibly, possibly be up for grabs but when you have two, the, possibly the two best teams in the league, or at the very least, two, the two best teams in the AFC uh, in the same division. That's going to be kind of tough when you have Zach Wilson as, as a quarterback, even with that defense.
2: Yeah, that's also true of the NFC East. So I'm not sure why you use that as an example of division. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I forgot about the East. I'm sorry. I was th- I just saw Washington and uh, New York. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> was so terrible. I, was, I was like, yeah, you only watched
0: half the division this weekend, apparently. Man, that half that is so bad. Y'all need to separate from them some kind of way. And mm-hmm.
1: we would if we could. Okay, so basically, yeah, uh, we're, we're done with them. Just a hey, good another win for the Chiefs. We'll see what happens with the Jets as we keep it moving. Though, just want to let it be known that uh, there are oh the Raiders. We forgot to mention Jerry Tillery. He got ejected on Sunday with a massive hit. I don't know about massive, but he he, he gave Justin Herbert a pop on his way out of bounds, and uh, as the Chargers players came to the quarterback's defense, of course. There's drama in Chicago. Chase Claypool, uh, he was told to stay home. Contradicting what the Chicago Bears head coach said on Sunday with the reports, he's not going to play another game as a Bear. The Bears are terrible. They blow a 21-point lead, lose at home to Denver. Denver gets their first win, congrats. But um, there's a lot of explaining to do in Chicago. They're going to revamp this whole thing. Head coach, quarterback, all of that, I'm sure. Um, more than likely the head coach for sure, but I think that's it for Fields also. What's going to happen with Caleb um, ah, Williams? I don't know. We'll see. But the Bears, they're definitely number one. Close uh, to number if one I'm Caleb Williams, season. I don't want to go there. Man, right, I, not a chance. I don't think he would, but I, that's why I can't wait to see who's number one because this will determine if we actually have to see Caleb Williams stuck in UFC for yet usc for yet another season uh but anyway want to keep it moving with some other games here 49ers beat the arizona Cardinals. that's no surprise to anyone it was a 14 plus uh spread so it was like "Eh, are they gonna cover that are they really gonna do it they do they win 35 16 and uh, it was a good win for the 49ers but and I know it was the Arizona Cardinals, so take that with a grain of salt, if you will, or however way you want to do it. But they did just beat the Dallas Cowboys the previous week. But I just want to say a few things quickly about the 49ers and Brock Purdy. I've been very critical of Kyle Shanahan this entire offseason, I'm sure. If you've been listening to this show, you would know. My co host definitely know. Everybody will to me. Yeah, they know. I've been a little critical of Brock Purdy. I wouldn't say, I take that back. I haven't really been critical of Purdy at all. I expect Purdy to be who he is. I expect him to look like a Mr. Irrelevant. But sometimes we want to see Mr. Irrelevant so bad, it doesn't always happen. And Mr. Irrelevant is no longer irrelevant at all. We've been knowing that. But I, I just didn't want to be the one, that fan, that delusional fan, to jump the gun, jump out the window and just say, oh, man, we man, we got a quarterback. What you mean? What you talking about, bruh? We good. Did you see what Purdy did? Them motherfucking seven games, now? I didn't want to be that guy. You know, just out back talking, shooting the shit, drinking beers, eating barbecue chicken and all of that shit, and I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm just going off of instinct, emotions. That guy sounds like he's having a good time. It's just seven games. Right. But it's just seven games, so I didn't want to overdo it or overreact. And I needed to see him in 2023. But, man, look here, man. And, again, shout out to CMC for four total touchdowns, finding the end zone for a 13th straight game to break Jerry Rice's franchise record. Shout out to him for that. But when Brock Purdy goes 20 of 21 for 283 yards, only one touchdown, but no picks, man, I'm fine. I am okay with that. And not only am I okay with it, he took shots. And this is the one thing where I was like, "Eh, if he's going to be Garoppolo 2.0, man, eh, we could have kept Trey for this shit. But no, he's taking the shots now. In Los Angeles against the Rams, he missed a few shots deep. He said that he's you know, he got to do better. He held himself accountable for it. He missed three touchdowns. I'm not going to lie. IU had somebody burn up the right side of the field. Debo had somebody burn across the middle, over the top, and so did Jawan Jennings. He missed all three. That could have been a blow blowout in L.A., but it wasn't, and the game actually got close. But he missed those. He's gotten better since then, little by little. He tried a few with the Giants, and then he tried more against the Cardinals. And, I mean, he's giving them, he's giving them a chance. These are 50-50 balls that he won't throw up. These are back shoulder phase that he sees if it's man coverage. He's, ta- he's letting his players make a play on the ball. It doesn't always look pretty. You don't really know what's going to happen. But for the most part, he seems to just be that guy to not turn the ball over no matter how reckless it looks at times. He takes chances, but it's all for the good. Uh, Some of these passes were more accurate. Again, 20 of 21. At one point, it was 13 for 13. with 190 yards and a touchdown at one point. I mean, one incompletion. All I can say is Kyle Shanahan going for these fourth downs, things that we normally don't do. He's going for 4th down all willy-nilly now. Not Brandon Staley-like. We're usually around midfield or we've already crossed midfield before he does it. Now, I don't think we're just at the 40, 45 or anything when he does that. But the point I'm trying to make is sometimes it's 4th and 1, sometimes it's 4th and 3. Sometimes it's 4th and 4. I think it's been a 4th and 5. This is some shit that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't normally fucking do. So what I'm saying is He trusts Brock Purdy, and after seeing him call those plays and seeing it actually work, you see, the difference between Shanahan and Staley right now is Staley calls for, he goes for stuff and doesn't get it. Shanahan has been, what the hell, go for it, Purdy. You got it, Brock, and they get it. So I'm going to go on a limb to say this, and I hope I don't regret saying this, one week before we play the vicious, mean Dallas Cowboys as they come to town.
0: Oh, let's hear it. I'm excited about this.
1: Let's hear it. Here we go. And I'm going to wrap it up here. I am... I'm not going to say 100%. Because, Nick, you sent me something earlier today from a TikTok video from First Take. Or, I mean, Speak. Not Speak. Uh, first, things first. first Things First. Yeah, Nick Wright. I have kind of been on the same same page. Um, I've My thought process has kind of been very similar to Nick Wright's when it comes down to you know, the assessment of Brock Purdy and how he's going to do and what he is doing. I heard what you said about Kirk Cousins. He said, could Kirk Cousins be better? Would they be better with him or would they be worse with him? Would they be worse with a you know with these quarterbacks that he named? Or would they be better with a certain quarterback? I get it. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, I don't know if these guys, even Dak Prescott, make the 49ers better or worse. What I do know is I'm jumping off that wagon on what if. I'm 75 80% sure that Brock Purdy is our franchise quarterback for the future. And with that being said, that means the 49ers can finally get over the hump and win a Super Bowl. Brandon Ayuk is no longer emerging. He's arrived. And he's damn near a top five wide receiver right now in this league. I, say it with I said what the fuck I said. I said what the fuck I said. At this That's particular moment. At this particular moment. And Brock Purdy is giving him the chances. He's taking the shots. Ayuk had about a hundred and he had about a bill 80. A bill 50, oh, i sorry, on yesterday. And like he's averaging, he's damn near like top five, I think, in average as far as the yards per catch, the big plays. He got a lot of big plays on yesterday. He missed a game. If he didn't miss a game with the shoulder, oh my God. I said he was going to snap out. He's having a good year. I owe that to him. And Brock Purdy for getting him the ball and giving him the chances. So here's my thing. Before I close this down. I am making a bold prediction right now. That even though I've been calling for Shanahan's job. He's not going any damn where. Well. He and John Lynch just signed another six year extension. That's their second one and they hadn't won a chip yet. But from what I see from Purdy. Man, Trey who? Trey who? And that's been my whole thing. If he if he's good, and I've always said you better hope he is, but if he is good, fuck it. F them picks. And evidently, Jed York said F them picks too because never have I seen a head coach and general manager get an extension after blowing three, four first-round picks and all that draft capital. But because Purdy turned out to be okay, it's all good. So Purdy's the hero here. And I'm about to explain to you how he is saving Kyle Shanahan's job. Just like a man named Tom Brady saved Bill Belichick's years ago. Shanahan is about to be the new Bill Belichick and Brock Purdy is about to be the new Tom Brady. I said what I said. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to win six Super Bowls together. I wouldn't dare. But they'll win a few, I think. Kyle looked up and landed Purdy in the seventh round right before he might have been on the hot seat. If they didn't see Purdy's continuous success early in the season, they saw him and immediately, I guess they were convinced that Cal made the right decision with rolling with Purdy. However, Brock Purdy was still chilled, calm, and comfortable, just like the GOAT was the early part of his career. The GOAT saved Belichick, just like Brock is saving Cal right now, in my opinion, Because I don't know how much longer Kyle would have been there if this blew up this season in his face and Trey is gone and there's no draft capital to show for it. So in my mind, yes, the GOATs, just like the GOATs saved Belichick, Brock is saving Kyle right now. And that's what got him in extension. And they're overlooking all the draft capital they lost for drafting Trey Lance at number three overall because Purdy worked out. And we really do have a franchise quarterback again for the 49ers, finally. And in the end, that's all that fucking matters. Job well done, Kyle. Now go win us that sixth Super Bowl, and you'll be totally forgiven. I didn't you know, have to get was, that out.
2: I was ready to come in here and give the 49ers that just praise, even though I mean, they are 4-0. They haven't really played anyone uh, that really to kind of test them to this point. Uh, I was ready to come in here and tell you that my MVP pick through four games is Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's the best player on the team that is four that's undefeated. Uh, he's leading the league in rushing, uh, leading the league in all-purpose yards. If I'm not mistaken as well. And uh, then you came in here and decided to be a delusional fan and tell us that Brandon Ayuk is playing like a t- is a top five or playing like or is a top five receiver. And it went a little too far, in my opinion, with, with Brock Purdy. Brock's been playing very well, don't get me wrong. He has been playing very well since he took over the starting role. Um, but I, I actually, I guess to an extent, probably agree with Nick Wright in that I would struggle to find 10 quarterbacks that I feel like would be that much worse in the system and in the situation that he's in. Um, not only with the talent, the talent around him, but the coaching uh, in front of him as well. And so I am going to reserve my judgment um, until this weekend. They, they play the Cowboys this weekend, and as much as I hate to give the Cowboys any credit, uh, that defense is legit, and, and that defense uh, will expose, I, I believe, uh, the one big issue that the 49ers have, that the Eagles exposed last year, which is that they're not consistent across their front, their front uh, offensive of line. line. Uh, obviously, there's Trent Williams, but as, as Jarvis put it last year, it's Trent Williams and everybody else. Um, and so that everybody else, I think, could potentially rear its ugly head. And if, if the 49ers find themselves in a situation where they can't run the ball and have to put, and have to put it in the air, and the, other, and the opposing team, particularly a defense like Dallas, knows that they have to put it in there, uh, then I, I would be curious to see how well Brock plays in that situation. Um If he can show it then, then I, I may not be left with much to say at that point. So I'm going to reserve my high praise for the 49ers um, at least for another week. Yeah, I'm with you and there. Is your and fault,
0: Jarvis? <laughs> yeah, let's at least work one more week on that. Uh, this this would definitely be the biggest test of this season so far. Uh, with the, with the defense that we see from the Cowboys, which you know, you're talking about Belichick getting beat down. They got beat down because of their defense. Uh, but but listen, right now uh, we we talk about Brandon Staley driving the Ferrari. where this is a uh, uh uh what's 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 more expensive than the Ferrari? <laughs> my beginning... So this is a Lamborghini that that uh, Brock Purdy has, and uh, and this is not a this is not discredit Brock Purdy uh, because he's playing very well. It's kind of hard to mess that up, you know. But I I do believe that now he has given them a another dimension to the, their ability to win, and not only is he not just a he's not just going along for the ride, he really is leading the uh the range right now. And uh, you know, he's making them even tougher to beat because he's out there making all the blows. So kudos to him, man. Hey, from Mr. Irrelevant to, you know, on a team that's as I always say, they are they are indoor window right now. And he's leading the team and he's leading them well.
1: Yeah, he is, and uh, look, I understand what you guys are saying, and again, like I said, I didn't want to overreact or jump the gun, yes, it's only been four weeks, but again, I just saw a few things on Sunday that I thought was very special, I thought that, hey, look man, this guy, look, I have to stop being overcritical or stop looking at it as if, hey, I know you were wrong about Garoppolo, I know you were wrong about Kaepernick and all of that crap, but look here. Sometimes you just know, as Pusha T once said, "If you know, you know." And I'm telling you, <laughs> there was a few things yesterday that was just special about what I saw. I know who they played. I get all of that, but it was just something that I saw special. What was that, Terrence?
0: Well, I was about to say he—he he, theoretically he has not had a bad game yet, right? Like, like in his career, even even
1: in the playoff. Yeah, uh, still uh, undefeated in the regular season. He has not lost a game yet that he has started. Um, that a game that he has started and finished. He has not lost there yet. And yes, CMC again for MVP as of now. Four touchdowns just on Sunday. I agree, definitely agree with Nick on that. These are things that I was telling you guys that Trey could have worked with if he got the opportunity, but he didn't get it. But again, I'm starting to see why Kyle said this is it. Not giving anybody else another chance. We've got our guy. Some people just have it, and it looks like he has it. That's just... That's just it from what I see. Uh, and I just wanted to just state that because I know a lot of people think I'm sometimes a little too critical uh, you know, of, of Brock Purdy or of, of the team. But, again, even, even when he was 13 for three, before he finally threw his first incompletion, he had 18 consecutive completions at the time. That was tied for the longest streak by a 49er since 1996. And that was Steve Young. Like when you can make statistics or get on a stat sheet and those names pop up
2: and I don't see anybody
1: else's name, that is something special to me. And it and sometimes you just have to just bite the bullet and realize, man, they the Niners really did just get that lucky with this guy. Or or somebody definitely, you know, scouted him just right. They took a chance. They did right. Either way it goes, it's starting to look like to me, no matter what. This guy's going to find a way to make a play and get out of this shit. Uh, Here's one more stat I got for you before we move on because we got some NBA news too here. The NFL QBR leaders. I'm going to give you the top four real quick. Patrick Mahomes is number four, 71.5. Josh Allen, number three, 72.6. Tua Tagovailoa, number two at 79.1. Well, guess who number one is in QBR. (laughs) It could be Brock Purdy. No way possible. It's Brock freaking Purdy. At at a 84.5. He's like the Terminator. You know? I'm telling you, man. He reads and figures out defenses. Uh, He defeats them week after week. Now, the only thing I, I can say while I'll be really complete, beat the Cowboys, beat the Blitz. And he probably won't beat the Cowboys, and that won't determine anything for me. Because I would much rather lose to Dallas next week, if that if it means you know we still get to eliminate them in the pl- in the postseason, I, I don't know. I, I just got the funniest feeling we're gonna see them twice again this year. I don't know. We'll see. I would love to beat them both both times, Niner fans. Of course I would, but I don't like to just say crazy stuff off the wall. That's not realistic. That they'll beat Dallas twice. We barely came out of that last motherfucker. So again. Uh, Look, the blitz was a little bit stressful at first, but the Giants brought a lot of heat on that Thursday night game. But he threw over 300 yards that game. And we don't normally do that because we run the hell out of the football. So I just wanted to say, Brock Purdy, I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady. I just made the comparison on how I think Purdy really saved Shanahan's ass. And hopefully we can get a chip out of it. You know, that's all. Um, but again, hey, I'm just delusional, as Nick was saying. Guys, we've got other stuff to talk about, though. Uh, we've we got delusional. You just kind of
2: overboard. That's
1: all. A little overboard. I got. You. <laughs> I got a
2: little
1: you. overboard. I'm, I'm just yeah, happy that's though. That's I guess I'm just happy to finally say I think I re- and I, I was scared to say it. Still a little afraid to say it out loud, but I really do think we have our franchise quarterback. And I guess when you've went through nearly 30 years, not 30 years, but definitely well over 20 years of turmoil at that position, it's like, wow, sometimes you're afraid to say it. And you don't even know when it's really there. But I I just saw some things yesterday to show me, man, this is, this is really our guy. And this could work for a long, long time. And hopefully we can get at least one, maybe two Super Bowls out of it in the next eight to 10 years. I wouldn't go crazy and say anything like a dynasty, but boy, wouldn't that be nice. Okay, guys, here was some interesting news, boy, boy, boy. We already broke the news about Dame Lillard going to Milwaukee. And we talked about the three-team trade on how Phoenix, you know, they got some good players out of that. Portland, they got some good players out of that. Well, Portland turned around. It was almost like they had two first-round picks or something. They snapped out again and broke the news on Sunday before all the NFL games popped off, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it was Saturday evening. I think it was Sunday, though. But either way, the Trail Blazers traded their guard, Drew Holiday. We were saying that we were hearing it would happen, but damn. Traded them to the Boston Celtics. Sources tell ESPN. The Celtics traded Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, a 2024 Golden State first round pick, and a 2029 unprotected Boston first round pick to the Blazers. That was from uh, Roge, NESPN. All right, guys, NBA season is approaching. And all of the stuff is hitting the fan right about now. Holiday is now a Celtic. Just when we thought that the Bucks were the favorite or, you know, possibly the favorite, if not number one, number two. We know Przingis is in Boston. We know all of that. But they lost Smart. So I'm like, eh, they've lost some of their soul. And then they go back and snatch another defender like Holiday. They've got probably the best top five on paper in the league. What say you, Nick? And then we'll get straight to Terrence. What do you think about this trade?
2: Well, I also talk about um, from the Portland standpoint. First off, is that they are they are still not done uh, looking to trade. Apparently, they are also looking to move Malcolm Brogdon, um, who they just received in the Drew Holiday trade. They got both Malcolm Brogdon. And Robert Williams, uh, along with a couple of draft picks. I was actually a little bit surprised, particularly to see the, see the Celtics part with uh, with Robert Williams. Uh, a lot of good things heard about him in terms of what he brings on the defensive end and as a rebounder. Um, so certainly we'll look to see how they plan to field. that void. I know they, they uh, signed a trade for uh, Christian Porzingis in the offseason, so we'll see what kind of effect he has on that squad uh, and, and maybe try to replace some of that uh, that they're losing with Robert Williams. Um, but, you know, support, going back to Portland, they are they are definitely looking to make some moves and, and kind of stack some things up there um, in, in, terms of their, in terms of maybe accelerating their rebuild a little bit. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out for them. Um, from the Celtics standpoint, it certainly keeps them right there uh, at the top of the East, um, at the top of the league, along with Milwaukee, um, who, of course, made the trade for Dane. My lean, personally, would still probably go towards Milwaukee. I, something just doesn't smell, doesn't pass the smell test for me. With that Boston situation, um, you know, they, they put together one hell of a, a starting five, as Jarvis mentioned. Um, one that'll be able to compete, you know, particularly in the regular season with basically anybody. But uh, something about that just doesn't, it just doesn't quite smell right. So we'll see how it turns out. Uh, my, if, I, I was, if I was asked to pick today, I would probably still leave Milwaukee uh, to come out of the East and even potentially win it all.
1: Um, but we'll see. Hold on, Nick. You said something doesn't smell right about who? Boston? About
0: Boston, yes. Okay. Done, it just don't hit me right with that situation. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, um, this, this is this has been a—I don't think I've ever seen a, a a trade of this magnitude work out so well for so many teams. And um, look, we—I—I I, I think the conference finals in the East has got Cleveland. Now, if I had to pick in the conference finals, I would still roll with Miami. I well, mean, not Miami, but uh, Milwaukee. I still think Milwaukee because I just I just think that Dame, or not Dame, but um, uh, Giannis just needed a little bit of help. He didn't need a lot of help. He needed a little bit of help. Take away Drew, put Dame in that position, and man, I, I just think that whatever kind of offense they have is going to be too dynamic for anybody to, to 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 stop. That's just how I feel about that. But now I think the biggest winner in all of this is probably Portland. Like you, you know, Milwaukee might get the championships on the front end. You know, Boston might even get, they might get back to the finals. That's possible. But I think, uh, Portland just, just sealed the rebuild. Oh, they should trademark that, by the way. They should sealed the rebuild with, <laughs> with uh, trading Dane, then getting Drew and trading Drew. They're going to get Brogdon. They're going to trade Brogdon because they have young guards. They keep getting veteran guards back and trading the veteran guards. Uh, so look for somebody to come out to Blogden and, and they'll reload with either more young talent or more picks. And, you know, Portland might be around for a while if who if Henderson is. his ain't like what people say he should be. Uh, so, man, listen, everybody wins. And who wins the biggest? The fans win the biggest. There's going to be a lot of good basketball to watch. Jarvis? Jarvis,
2: are you there?
0: Yo. Hello. Mike. One two
1: one two. Jarvis, are you there? Hey. Yep. Yep. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. How long? How long y'all been waiting, man? My fault. Not too long. Uh, Just just a few seconds. A few seconds. Cool. 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 Okay. Yeah. All about, right, about thirty seconds more, so. Okay, yeah. okay, bad, good time, and then sorry about that, but yeah, okay. So I just want to, um, so Boston, Milwaukee looks like those are our top teams in the East, and you know uh, we we've gotten your both of your takes on it. I just want to just add to that whole thing is that I'm kind of with Nick with Boston. Something still smells a little funky to me too, and I think most of that funk is coming from their front court. They still don't have any bigs. And that still kind of bothers me. Like, you're so worried about that backcourt. A backcourt that is already filled with Tatum and Brown. And I, I just don't know. You know, I love Holiday. That's a nice pickup, a nice addition. You've got some of that defense back that you lost with Smart. Um, that, that's good. Porzingis, you, we'll Yeah,
0: you, I was about to ask you, do you think a small ball lineup like with, with Porzingis at center would, would cause problems?
1: I think it will up until we get to March, April. You know, like, and when, it's, when, it's, when it's go time, though, you're going to need to go big at some point if you run up against a team. And I know small ball's the thing now. But, you know, it, it, it just riddles me on how Golden State didn't do anything about it. Boston didn't do anything about it. and But yet, last year, who did we see in the postseason? We saw a Jokic. We saw a Bam out of Biola. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just think that... The Grizzlies ran into the Lakers. The the Warriors ran into the Lakers. Lack of size was the issue. I just don't understand why some of these teams, including the Knicks, decide to not get what they need as far as the bigs. Or, we, or maybe just a shortage of bigs. I don't know. Dwight Howard is still roaming around in other countries. Nobody wants to sign him. I don't know. They could use him. Somebody could. But anyway, uh, I'm I'm still kind of with Nick on Boston. Look, it it sounds good. It looks great on paper. We'll see. I'm just not confident in their bigs. And when it comes down to rebounding and second chance points. And again, Tatum and Brown. I'm kind of done with them. Usually when I give up on, you know, that's when they win a the championship. I gave up on Giannis and said he probably will never win. Then he got a jump shot the next offseason and they won a the championship. The very next season after I said he'll never do it. So, you know, hey, Tatum and Brown, I feel like they've kind of reached their ceiling. But we'll see. Uh, we will see. I just think that the Bucks. They've got a few things that they got to put together to complete that bench. I understand, but that shouldn't be hard to do. They'll figure it out. I'm still rolling with the Denver Nuggets. They're the champs, and we'll see how it goes. I know Phoenix and I know the Lakers are a little better. I know that people can't wait to see Phoenix. People want to know what's up with Golden State. Are they back? Chris Paul's over there. How is that going to work? It's going to be an interesting season. A lot of people think that the the talent is balanced around pretty good. Uh, let me now that I'm speaking about talent and balancing out. Let me briefly speak on what Kawhi uh, had to say earlier. Um, if anybody gives a damn, uh, Kawhi Leonard, we know, has been out, or he has missed. He suffered an, a knee injury in two of the last three postseasons. Here's uh, where Kawhi on. He pushes back on the load management policy. Kawhi Leonard said, I'm not a guy sitting down because I'm doing load management. He said, no league policy is helping me to play more games. Those were some of the statements that he made that I caught earlier today on ESPN. So Kawhi Leonard, guys, the Clippers, Russell Steele there, PG Steele there, PG-13 that is. This is a good Roster and 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 I mean, like they ran into Phoenix, but damn it, before Kawhi went down, they were giving KD and Phoenix the business. I don't know what to say about the Clippers, I don't know what to say about Kawhi, but guys, what does he mean when he says no league policy is helping me to play more games? Um,
0: sounds like he's saying that hey, no matter what you do, you can't make me play more. I'm, I'm in- Based on what it sounds like he's saying, yeah. And I understand that. I, I, you know, I, I think that it's going to come down to about semantics and, and 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 you know what what comes being injured. Uh, and if you know, I am all for. my wish every player could play every eighty-two every, every game, um, but if somebody is hurt, let's not try to force them to go out and and play. Um, And then make a small injury worse. And and we're talking about somebody like Kawhi, who essentially on the back end of his career, like he's he's not, he's not a spring chicken anymore. He's not 24, 25 years old anymore. And he's had a lot of seasons, unfortunately, ended too early because of injuries. You know, if he's not injured last year, more than likely they beat Phoenix. I mean, what he was doing to Phoenix and carrying the rain out there, uh, needs to be studied. So I, (laughs) I understand his frustration with trying to force him to play. And him saying, "Hey, no matter what you do, you can't make me play." I get it, but I just I hope that he's healthy for eighty-two games.
2: Yeah, actually, reading through his comments, it, it really comes across from, to me more so as like it's almost as if like he feels not as if the league is picking on him. I mean, he don't, I don't think he feels like he's being bullied per se, but just it's like, hey, you know, I'm out here, I'm I'm trying to play games. This is I'm not taking advantage of load management and trying to do this. It's just it's simply just that I've been injured. Um and like I said, if, that, if that's his stance on it, then you know I I can agree with that. Um, you know if you're injured, you're injured. Uh, I mean, you know, it's obviously didn't you know didn't play on a professional level, but um, you know, just as a former athlete, I kind of understand that that there's a line between okay, you're hurt and you're injured. You know, everybody at a certain point in the season in any sport, everybody's hurt. Some something hurts everybody: knee hurt, leg hurt, arm hurt, chest hurt, back hurt, whatever the case is, but. Um, when something is injured, when something is, you know, not where it's supposed to be or not as strong as it needs to be for you to do what you need to do, then, then you have to do what you have to do to, to take care of that. Um, You know, so with all that being said, uh, I, I will take Kawhi at his word that, you know, the majority of, of the games that he's missed has been more so, you know, rehabbing and, and injury management more so than just load management or just, you know, kind of being that he's tired per se. Um, and needing to break from the, from the grind of the, of the season. Uh, and so we'll, you know, we'll see. Hopefully this year he's able to play, um, certainly a higher number of games, you know, particularly with the new 65 game threshold, um uh, for any consideration for postseason awards, uh, excuse me, for, for, uh, regular season, uh, season long awards. And, uh, you know, that way we can have some real competition at that, uh, when, you know, when we get to the end of the season. Yeah.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Uh, that's pretty much all I think I had. For today's show I want to quickly give a shout out to Adam Copeland uh formerly known as Edge from the, from the WWE who made a, a pretty big sign and for AEW he goes to All Elite Wrestling leaving WWE for the first time in 25 years. Uh he is in a new company and he's over there with his uh play brother Christian Cage and uh hopefully they get some good things going over there. I've been on record to say that even an AEW sign, even an Edge signing in AEW would not save AEW, and I don't think it will. They, you know, they, it was a great pop from what I heard and from what I saw, but once again, I don't think it'll be any momentum. Maybe only because it's Christian Cage, and he's been pretty damn good with his stories and his promos and whatnot, but other than that, it's nothing. So, how will they do with the momentum? We'll see. Uh, again, Jay Cargill's in WWE. So uh, we've got some wrestling reports that we've got to put out Uh, this week. We need to be trying to come up with one and do that, Terrence. But other than that, man, I don't have anything else. Uh, How many undefeated teams are left now in the NFL? That's two. Me and you. It's just me and you? That's it. Who was the third? Dolphins. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. you're right. You're right. Just me and you. Yeah. As as Cleo said and said it off, me and you, it's me and you. <laughs> yeah, We're we still having the same
2: conversation next week because y'all got uh, y'all got Dallas on Sunday night. Yeah, that's <laughs> have. That's, that's <laughs> we have that's a good question. Let me go find that real
1: quick. While you're looking for that, I'm going to go on record right now. I hope we beat the Cowboys. Why not? But again, I'm not with all the petty stuff and the memes, and I don't do any of that anymore. I used to, but that's not me anymore. There's a lot of stuff that the Cowboys have been holding in the bag for two years now, and they can't wait to let it out. I would much rather them let it out the bag after next Sunday, this Sunday, versus January where they eliminated us from the postseason. Um, Seriously, like I can see both teams being 4-1 at the end of the game. That happens a lot. I can see it happening. I hope I'm wrong. But uh We are
2: visiting the Saint excuse me the Los Angeles Rams uh this Sunday. 305 kickoff for us.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Now watch out for that game, Nick, and I'm not trying to be a hater here. I swear I'm not. Uh, the, the Eagles showed me yesterday that they still got what it takes to get the job done. After beating the Commanders, that game was close. We ain't even talked about it, and then we're running out of time. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but say what you will. But uh, still, just even this though the game, Commanders. Is a
2: game. They showed up well. It is what it is. We got
1: a W. You got the W. That's right. That's right. But watch out for the Rams because I'm going to say it again. They're not as bad as people thought they were going to be. Uh, I, I, okay. predicted, I predicted that they would beat the Colts. They did. They made that game a lot harder than they should have. Uh, they were. It, it looked like it was going to be a blowout, and then the Colts came back, tied it up. Good look though for Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback. And uh, but they still lost. And uh, that a uh, cool. Um, ah, I can't even say his name. Akua cool uh, Akul is a bad boy, man. I mean, like he's broken somebody's record, a lot of receivers' records as far as how many catches he's gotten in his first few games. He just surpassed people like Anquan Bowden and whatnot. And he's gotten like – he had over like 30 catches, 31 catches in his first three games. And then he had another big day and it got his first touchdown. All of those catches, he finally got his first touchdown. And it was a game-winning touchdown. Watch out for the Rams. That's all I'm saying, Nick. Watch out for them. They're not that bad. They have
2: been better, uh, better than, than expected so far this year. Uh, Puka Nakua is top five in yards per game so far this year. Average 112 yards a game. He's number four. Uh, 39 catches, 501 yards. And that singular touchdown uh, that he had, that's, that's kind of the walk-off uh, this past Sunday. The Rams have been better than expected. Um, but the thing that I look forward to, I think from from an Eagles fan standpoint, is that Matt Stafford has been back in rear form with the interception that he's throwing. He's already at five uh, on the season. And I, I would not be surprised to see our defense get... At least one, add at least one or two
1: more to that total uh, on Sunday and come out, come out with a W. <sighs> okay, I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't get it or you won't get it. I'm just saying watch out for them. That is a sneaky. And, I,
2: and I'm not saying per se, that we're we just going to blow them out. It's a it's a four point spread uh, mm-hmm. in, in LA. With you know they give you three points for being the home team, so uh, you know really I guess they kind of see us as about a touchdown favorite. I can see it being about that kind of gap. Uh, uh, a 24 17
1: 28 to 20 kind of game yeah because your secondary looked very suspect uh last week against Wa- I mean Sunday against Washington and I'm mm-hmm. just saying man the look the the one thing that you have in your advantage I don't know how well your Eagles your Eagle fans travel but it's usually very. it's usually not a home game for the Rams and the Chargers in that stadium everybody just Loves to take a vacation in L.A. and say, hey, let's go to the Ram game. You know, like, I, I know I came to, I came to, uh, whatever they came to L.A. to do, they'll still find the time to go to a Ram game. And there may be Eagles game. there may be Eagles fans that are going to be there, and if that's the case, then, hey, you, you've got a better chance. But if it actually floods out with Rams, which would be unexpectedly, but sometimes, you know, they get, they get it packed in there. It can be very loud. And it can be very, the atmosphere can get really rough on you guys. And I'm not saying that this is gonna be your first loss, but yeah, I'm just saying, watch out, watch out for them. They're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's as well as, any, as any team in the same league. So I mean, you know, as far as the as far as the uh, the demographics of
2: the fan of the fans in the stadium on Sunday, I think we'll be fine there. Um, I, honestly, my biggest concern for the team is our slot corner. Um, we got Josh Joe. That we got in attack night out of Alabama. He has not been playing well. He's also the one that gave up the game-time touchdown uh, on Sunday. So I'm hoping that we're going to make some changes uh, in that regard. Other than that, um, I expect our D-line to be dominant. I expect our O-lines to do enough to keep Aaron Donald at bay. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll
1: get out with the W. Man, the Commanders must have a good offensive line because your D-line was pretty quiet yesterday when I was watching. Shout-out to the Commanders. They didn't get the job done this time. They were the team that beat you last year when you were undefeated, and it almost looked like they were going to do it again. Shout out to Sam Howell and that offense and Eric B. They just couldn't get enough stops, and they didn't score when they needed to in overtime, but they made a hell of a game out of that. Nick won't say that he bit all of his nails off, but I'm sure he damn near did. Uh, But (laughs) that's all I've got, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Terrence, you got anything else over there? Your Ravens, congratulations! You had a dominant win, twenty-eight-three over the Cleveland Browns. It's funny the Browns beat the Titans twenty-seven to three, and then they get stumped at home twenty-eight to three, and then the Titans, who got beat twenty-seven-three, they beat the hell out of the Bronx, uh, out of the Bengals, and I want to say it was twenty-seven to three. Did it anybody was. notice? that? Yeah. Uh,
0: um, listeners, as, as tough as the AOC North is, uh, every team has had to overcome some kind of crazy injury right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how all these teams survive the injuries. Ravens have a, a, a litany of players out, uh, but they have their quarterback, and the other teams don't right now. The Sean Watson had to miss. We'll see how he responds. Uh, looks like a uh, ticket uh, is going to be out. Uh, I don't know for how long, but I think he's got at least an MCL tear, maybe. I got exactly what that was, but it, his injury looked pretty bad. People were blaming the uh, offensive coordinator, calling for his job. And, and I think that, um Burrow has got to be more hurt than what they're saying. The Bengals just do not look good. Uh, they've got some things to figure out as well. So we'll see. And I think Jamar Chase is also complaining after the game. Oh, uh, right yes. Right now, i Ravens got on all the team that's what, three or one? But that lead looks,
1: looks a, lot more, a lot deeper because of all the injuries to the other teams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jamar Chase said, I'm always and open. Um, always effing open. So, yeah, I don't know if that was a shot at their quarterback. Should he be sitting out? Is he going to keep playing until he finally tears that Achilles or really does something worse to the calf strain or whatever the hell it is these days? Who knows, but the Bengals are not the Bengals. Is Zach Taylor going to take some blame here? Is it him? I don't know. I just bragged about him a few episodes ago, and here they are, one and three, um, not looking so good. And once again, the Titans, as soon as you count them out, they come right back, and then you jump back on the wagon, and they throw you back off. It's just so inconsistent, so up and down with some of these teams, and it's so week to week. Uh, So it was a great week four, though. We all got dubs. Shout out to the Eagles, Ravens, and 49ers. And uh, it was, yeah, it was a great week. So we will see what happens. Uh, We'll be back on a Thursday night or a Friday. Uh, We we will be recapping Thursday night football. And, uh, you know, we will be previewing week five of the NFL. Cowboys, 49ers. That's that's probably the game of the week. It's Sunday night. That was a game that I really, really, really contemplated on. Am I going to go to or not? And I just realized that I just, Not yet. It's just too much going on, and it's going to just be way too crowded. It'll be better to be in Memphis this weekend. This is going to be a great, pleasant weekend, I think, in Memphis, with all the 49ers and the Cowboy fans leaving. I'm sorry. They're going to be in the Bay. I'll get to the Bay, hopefully, in January. We'll see. But um, uh, one more thing I was going to note. For all the people that said I needed to be drug tested for putting Mike Evans and – Keenan Allen in my top 10, piss on you. Because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You didn't know then and you don't know now. Piss on you. Look, look at what Mike Evans and Keenan Allen is doing right now. They're tearing up the league. Shout out to Baker Mayfield. Man, 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 I don't want to say too much, but damn. Man, what a difference a year makes. They didn't just beat the Saints. They dominated them. And he carved he up the man defense. Shout out to Baker Mayfield. Twenty six to nine or twenty nine to six. They 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 beat him. They beat him pretty good in the dome. And Derek Carr played, Nick. He played. I don't want to hear if he shouldn't yeah, yeah, or not yeah. But he did. He did. What's that, Nick? <laughs> I said,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know we skipped over that one. I was just gonna let it ride. But I knew somebody was coming to try to come at Derek Carr for me, but it's it's
1: all good. I'm not gonna say much. I'm just letting it be known that he 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 played. And uh, they lost pretty bad. We all picked Tampa Bay, but mainly it was because nobody thought Carr would play. He did, and we were all still right. Just wanted to just say that. The Vikings got in the win column again. Uh, Shout out to them. The Broncos got in the win column, finally. Shout out to them. And the Bears. Well, they're just the Chicago Bears. We don't know who's worse between them or the Giants or whoever. And shout out to D'Amico Ryan. I remember saying many of episodes uh, ago That D'Amico Ryan is not gonna be as bad as you think, and he will get the Texans to the promised land before sooner than what people think. Well, here they are out there starting 0 2. They're now two and two. Back to back wins. I would say both impressive, beating Jacksonville and beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just people were just for sure that they were gonna sneak around and go to three and one. I'm sure Terrence is glad that didn't happen. Good win. They're not running the ball that well, so C.J. Stroud is actually doing some things, and he definitely looks better than Bryce Young, and I'm not saying it's all Bryce Young, but damn, Carolina has been pitiful to watch. Jacksonville got a win in London over the Falcons. Desmond Ritter looks terrible. I said the Falcons should be going for Lamar Jackson. I thought the Commanders should have been going for Lamar Jackson, even though I'm still not sure about what and who Sam Howell really is yet. But there are some teams that could have went for Lamar, and Atlanta's one of them. Kyle Pitts, London, Drake London. Um, What's the other guy? What's the other guy? Of course, you've got Patterson coming out of the backfield. You've got the new B. John Robinson in the backfield with Lamar Jackson. Are you kidding me? That would have been... So ridiculous, Ritter looks terrible. Terrible. Um, I, I'm sorry, it's not, good. it's not good, man. He looks bad. Jaguars get back in the win column, though. I mean, well, they get another win, they definitely needed it. Uh, that's new, that's their new home game in London. But, guys, again, that's all I've got. NBA season is upon us. Jimmy Butler was rocking the perm today. If anybody saw him at the presser. And he was talking like the, the Miami Heat are still going to go to the finals. He's not worried about all the things that went on. He was just cool. And he was just maybe maybe a little high. You know, I don't know. But he definitely he definitely <laughs> just seemed chilled and relaxed and, you know, in a zone. He wasn't under the, the hair dryer, but he was acting as if he was sitting under the hair dryer. It was crazy, y'all. He did the dreads last year. And now he's got the Snoop Dogg perm this year. I don't know what he's doing, but I think we should pay more attention to what he does when training camp starts officially because he does these crazy hairstyles. And um we'll see what this one leads to this season. A lot of stuff going on in the oh, East.
0: He a mess with the hair.
1: He messed with the hair. Yeah, check it out. He, mess with the he the messed hair. with the hair. He messed with the hair. You gotta oh man, you gotta see it. I even think he had the the eyes pierced and everything, man. You get Check it out, man. You got to see it. You will definitely uh, get a good laugh. But that's Jimmy Buckets, man. We can say or laugh or do what we want. When when he puts the uniform on and he gets the basketball in his hand, he balls. I just would like to see him last a little bit longer before he starts to take the Chris Paul approach and just not be able to make it past round two, round three. Or once he gets to the finals, he's crashed and burned. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be an interesting NBA season. Man, man, man. And we still will go more in-depth on how uh, Portland is not going to be as bad as people think. And, you know, Simon and all those guys, Scooter, the, Scoot, the guy that Henderson that they drafted, man, they, they've put some pieces together. Phoenix, I was worried about their bench, but they may actually kind of have one now after that three-team trade. This just did wonders for a lot of teams, and we're going to go more in-depth about it as we get closer to The first game, October 24th, of the NBA. That's all I've got, though, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a great show. And uh, if that's all, we're going to go ahead and sign off. And we'll be back on a Friday to talk about who plays Thursday night, guys. Who are we going to be talking about when we come back Friday? Nothing we're
2: going to care to watch. It is the Bears and the Commanders, I believe.
1: Yeah, you're right. That should be a win for the Commanders. (laughs) No, it's not really much that I care to watch. Yeah, Bears Bears and Commanders. Yeah, I would like to see Sam Howell though. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure we all got the Commanders, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. When are the Bears going to get a win? I guess that'll be. We'll have a sweepstakes for that. I guess when the I Bears the are gonna bear. get...
0: the bear. going to get. I'm
1: rolling with the Bears. I'm, I'm taking the Bears on this. You're taking You're the Bears. Gotcha. All by your lungs. Yeah, you will stay I'll by your. That yeah, that. you will be by it your damn That's me this week. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Uh, after blowing that against the Broncos, I think the, the commanders are much better defensively. Uh, you know, the Denver are a little inconsistent with it. And Sam Howell, what they did against the Eagles, I think they can really, you know, build upon that, build from that, and, uh, you know, really stick it to a team. You know, some some nice target practice, I hate to say it, but that's what I think it could be on Thursday night. We could be wrong completely. But uh, I get what T is doing. You know, he's taking the Jarvis approach. You know, hey, if anybody's gonna be right here, Damon it, it's gonna be me, and he's gonna take the, the he's gonna take the opposite team just in case he would be the only one right because we're not gonna we're not gonna roll with him on that one, <laughs> right, Nick?
2: No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm staying with the Commanders.
1: All right, that's it, take guys.
2: Me, me couple of too. I know the spring is.
1: I don't know. It's seven. Sound, it's seven.
2: seven.
1: Oh, seven. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say it's probably gonna be somewhere around five and a half, six and a half, but okay. Given the whole touchdown, I don't blame them. Uh, again, 34-37. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the commanders deserve a good touchdown favorite. I I'm I'm pretty sure. Well, I, I'm not gonna say I'm pretty sure they're gonna cover. Nothing's for sure. But they'll get the win. They'll definitely get the win. All right, it's been good. Uh we're out. Terrific Tuesday. Hope everybody has a terrific Tuesday. And we're out and we'll be back on a fantastic Friday to recap that Thursday night BS and preview all of the week 5 games cuz it's going to be a little bit more interesting. All right. The Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Hit that follow button and you'll be notified, you know, when we are up for a new episode. And you don't want to miss us on Friday because we've got a lot more to cook up and we'll be back. See you then. Till then, y'all. Please. Bye, man. Be safe. Get
0: up.